welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm Ben. I'm here with the Lucy. With the Lucy? Yeah. Well, I almost said this week. I don't know why I was going to say that. I'm here this week with Lucy. No. Hi. Halfway. Great. We've done well. I think no adults. No adults thrown me off as well. I've swapped team before. He's not here. He's off uh, living his life. Yeah. Doing fun things. <laughs> Unlike us. <laughs> hanging out, nothing to do. But hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to drink some beers yeah. this week. I After I had a week off last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only Ada, wasn't it, last week drinking? Yes. So. You've taken this the week, crown? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I actually, uh, actually managed to get to the bottle shop. I actually went on Saturday. Uh, we had nothing to do. It's a really rare Saturday yeah. where we had nothing to do, and we've been sort of we did a few bits, hung out for the day, and we got to about four o'clock in the afternoon, and I knew I didn't need to start dinner for an hour. <laughs> I just I just went to Kim. She Evelyn's she's she's all right. She's she's just you know she's she's playing by herself. I might just go to the bowl shop and <laughs> see Kim going. All right, go on then. And I stayed in at a at a pint or at a at a a beer while I was there, mm-hmm. picked a load of beers up, and I'm like, oh, I haven't done this for ages, yeah. it's so good. I know, I'm hoping to do that next week, now that my yeah. hibernation has uh, almost started, so <laughs> that'll be nice. It'd be good to drink some good beer, like, for the last five months I haven't drank any good beer, <laughs> I've probably had like <laughs> six, like, maybe, probably not even six pints of good, but good beer, and it's just yeah. a tragedy. So, <laughs> could be good to get back. I've into definitely that. drank, definitely drank, um, you know, smaller batch beer. Mm. Um, you know, some of the supermarket offerings and things. Not all of it has been fantastic. Some of it's been mm. good. Some of it's been okay. Yeah. Some of it's been beers that I would definitely drink again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I made a very good point at the box shop to be like, oh. I either I really like beers from these people. I'm gonna get yeah. this one. Yeah. You know, really, really picked the the ones that mm-hmm. um, that I wanted. And I had a I, I picked up a few extras to drink on uh, Saturday evening, and I can't remember the first one I drank, but it was pretty nice. And the second one I had was a white IPA from Good Chemistry, Ooh. and that was really nice. Yeah. Really, a bit more of a blonde sort of beer, mm-hmm. um, but still had a bigger hoppy feel to it and flavour to it as well. So yeah, really nice. Uh, and I'm going to continue uh, with IPAs. Not a white IPA in this case. Um, the first beer I'm going to drink is a double. Dr- I think it's I think it's a double dry hopped, double IPA. It says double de hopped double IPA. Uh, I don't know why there's enough space there for the R and the Y. If they just spaced it out a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> but this is Dancing in the Moonlight, and it's a collaboration from Northern Monk and Wylam. I say moonlight, and I'm mistaken. It's not. It's dancing in the moob light. Uh, okay. And M-O- it's got a lovely, double B's. lovely oh, yes, can art of uh, a couple of naked men. One of them's doing a, a lift <laughs> above his head. Looks like they're in the sea, perhaps. Why not? Uh, so yeah, and I think I can't remember the beer, um, but I think it was a, a Wylam Northern Monk collaboration from earlier in the year, or even last year, <laughs> which was to do with moobs as well and had a load of half naked men sort of dancing on the tan oh I love the naked dancing man (laughs) 
Okay. Well, in, in force, I assume this is good what body is that? images. What's, what's the film where Patrick Swayze lifts the girl uh, above his head? Dirty Dancing. The... Yes. Yeah. Yes. I assume it may may be a reference, or at least a, a dance pose to that. So let's get this one poured. Didn't for a double dry hot beer. Mm. I didn't get much on the nose as soon as I kind of cracked the can, but so sitting it up flavor. here. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Definitely getting um, you know a big a big nose, but right up against the against the can, and it's a you know it's one of those tropical fruits, a little bit of dankness to it. Hmm, does smell good, and it's really really sort of orange and murky, and it's got a lovely big sort of white head on it. It's a good looking beer. Hmm, and it smells lovely as well. It's 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 much more. At least from the smell, it feels like it's going to be a juice bomb. Yeah, looks it. Mm, it just has that quality to it on the nose and and visually as well. But I haven't seen something so beautiful in so long. <laughs> that's been, not me. That's definitely the beer, isn't it? Oh, it's both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but mostly the beer. And it, yeah, and it definitely it definitely is a juice bomb. Yeah, it looks like old cloud water. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's. Um, I'm trying to think because you know Wylam have got a little bit of their own style as well. You know, yeah. you can have a beer from these guys, and you you know it's from from Wylam, as you do from other brewers as well. Mm -hmm. um, not so much Northern Monk because they do quite a range of different things. Mm -hmm. It's harder to pick up a sort of a through line or a feel. Yeah. You know, maybe from the from the, the certain malts that they use or the yeast that they kind of push through in, in various beers and stuff. Uh, but this definitely has that little bit of that Wylam quality to it. And it is it is all tropical fruit, sort of straight off the bat. Yeah. Because mm. uh, was there a... So this is a collab between Wylam and Northern Monk? Yep. Okay. Because didn't they have... Um... One in that Northern Powerhouse uh, collection. The recent one or the one before that? Mm, I'm trying to remember. It might have been this that. one. I <laughs> yeah. it, they all blend in, into one. But yeah. um, I'm just trying to think. Because I'll, I'll look into it. I'll see. Because right. I'm sure right. they uh, had another collab. I'm sure I've had a collab between those two breweries before. Um, oh, I've, I've definitely had a collab mm, between them before. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and this one, whilst it's a bit of a juice bomb, it has got a a slightly more sort of stewed fruits aftertaste mm -hmm. to it. Um, it kind of doesn't sour as such. It just uh, it just loses a little bit of the sweetness, perhaps that the fruits bring, kind of uh, yeah. from the from the start of it. That sweetness kind of drops off just a little bit, and it leaves you a little bit more kind of sticky, maybe slightly more kind of resinous, a little bit more piney, perhaps. Just mm -hmm. trying to edge in and compete with that that fruit, which gives it that slightly more sort of stewy flavour to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see, but that was from the oh, yes. last year's yeah. uh, Northern Powerhouse, and and it was Wylam and. Uh, Norman Monk and they did a India Pale Ale, which looks mm. maybe yeah a few lighter shades than what you've got, but looks exactly like it, like yeah, same yeah. head consistency and 
And it was that's the one where all of the cans were s- like abstract cities or towns, wasn't it as well? Oh uh, yeah, on the, the yeah, can on the cans, art, yeah, and they were all mm. bangers. It was so good. Yeah, and that mm. was that's a Northern Monk led collaboration uh, series, it, it, it isn't was, it? It was Wileman Friends last year. I don't was know if it? it changes. Maybe it was. Um, I think it was. I think it was a different brewery yeah, I think the year it was, before. I think it was Northern Monk at mm. one point. Yeah, I think it's they basically go to uh, each brewery, and it's like, oh yeah, we'll collab, but we're making the beer on your grounds, and I think they yeah. might rotate that or something. But yeah, that wasn't me. It was very good. Very mm, good. Mm. I seem to remember the most the the, the more recent one. Mm. Uh, I didn't have the box. I only picked up a couple of individual yeah. cans, uh, and I'm not sure whether that's just because they changed brewers and maybe didn't produce as much they yeah, didn't have I as didn't many sort many. of yeah. full boxes they you know i don't think um i mean i may be wrong in this but the couple of places that i tried didn't mm-hmm. have a full box yeah. in um they only had maybe like a case of each beer so they decided to sell them individually rather than sort of box them yeah uh, box them up or didn't get any boxes sort of sent down i imagine they go uh, quickly as well so yeah, 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 absolutely. I seem to remember. I, I think I went in the third or fourth day, the mm-hmm. last on the box on the box that I bought, and um, got that from Bottles and Books. I think Lewis only had three or four left yeah. out of you know however many he had in. I don't know. Maybe he only had four, but I doubt it. Uh, but yeah, this mm. is this is sitting really well. I I kind of expected with that bigger juice bomby fruitiness to it that I'd have a a, a little bitterness on there. But that's not quite kicking in, and mm. I don't know whether it's just the that that pininess which maybe lifts up a little bit and makes it that bit more stewy, and those two combination, uh, two flavors combining, doesn't quite produce the bitterness that um, that I was expecting at least. Mm. But it is very, it's very easy, so smooth. Yeah, for a double dry hot beer, I'd expect it to have decent bit of bitterness. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's there is a little, is a little bit mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But it's very, very light. Yeah. Bitterness-wise, it's much more. Um, feels a bit more like a, a pale, or something like okay. that. Um, yeah. You know, a lighter style of beer. Um, I don't know whether it's we um, because we were down at the solicitors today. Mm-hmm. Um, we whipped in and went and had some dinner at the the cafe just up the road, um, and um, it's a it's a grounded one of the the chain restaurants um, in and around Bristol. And because they have some kind of uh, affiliation with Fierce and Noble, had one of their beers mm. and had okay. um, uh, an APA, and that was really nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, after a long day of work and then sitting in the solicitors for half an hour, kind of just hit the spot, and that had a good heft of bitterness mm-hmm. to it. You know, smooth, smooth beer with a good bitterness on it, and maybe it's just I'm I'm just expecting too much. I should rein in my expectations. <laughs> you sound like every bit. gamer out there. Yeah, considering the amount of time we, we've told people to just temper their expectations <laughs> when it comes to games and releases and all sorts of stuff, should have the same experience with beer, really. But I don't. Well, oh dear. well at least oh well. we don't shout at brewers online because it was a different that colour than we expected. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, exactly. So, I'm going to drink this. Yes. And we shall talk about whatever you want, Lucy. What do you fancy talking about this week? Uh, 
don't know. <laughs> uh, I played some games. Um, yeah. I played a game from Artifacts Monday, who are a uh, studio who don't want to say churn out, but they put out quite a few like hidden objects, uh, puzzle adventure games. Um, mm. uh, I've played through quite a few of them because they were typically mobile games and they started porting them to Xbox. And they're just cool, you know, adventure games still are just like mellow out to. You don't have to pay attention to what is usually a very campy B movie esque story. Yeah. Um, and you can just. Yeah, just pop in a podcast, solve some, solve some puzzles, very low impact. Um, I played a title from them called, it's called My Brother Rabbit, which is pretty much, um, it's in the same vein, it's, you know, uh, hand-drawn art style, um, hidden hidden object, you know, puzzle design where you're just finding mm. things, it's like an ITS, so you're having to find things in the environment, and then now and then you're sol- solving like an actual puzzle, like, you know, Professor Layton puzzle or something like that. And yeah. it, 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 it's going for a more somber tone um, in terms of its story. It's just, just like, um, it's just told via like drawn cutscenes, not really spoken dialogue or anything. It's very, it's very bare bones, but it's like, mm. it, was, it was an enjoyable puzzle experience. I mean, the art's always pretty good and last, they last about four hours. It's just like good four hours okay. of entertainment. So pick that so up for like pretty, two pounds. pretty hefty for that kind of game as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Picked mm. it up for about two pounds, I think, on Switch. And it was just like, yeah, tune wow. podcast. Playing this. Nice. Good. I recommend it if you can pick it up for cheap. Um, as I do most of their games. They're just fun. <laughs> They're just fun. You know, n- not exactly a, you know, point and click in the traditional sense, but like Hidden objects, puzzle games. So that was. Was okay. it? Um, you say they they port a lot of their, you know, starting off as mobile games and then port them across mm-hmm. the sort of console stuff. Um, was this one a a, a mobile game first, um, or have they just put it straight to Switch? I think it was. Gosh, was it on mobile? I think with this one, they they had a like console, um, like first um, like launch. Um, it's 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 on Switch. I think it's on PlayStation and Xbox. Um, might be on PC. I'd imagine it. In fact, it's got to be on PC. Um, imagine it's on Steam. I don't know if it's on mobile. To be honest, it, um, it is. It's it is? on. It's yeah. on the Play Store. Yeah. Yeah, that that's not surprising to me because they are a like mobile first developer. But I think this launched simultaneously with um, consoles. But yeah, mm. it's all right. Um, nice. Then I. Dipped back into Apple Arcade. Uh, I played the new game that launched with Apple Arcade from Us Two, who are the Monument Valley mm. uh, devs. Um, it's called Assemble with Care. It's about a one-hour, hour and a half experience where, um, just like their other games, they are very suited to the mobile platform in this one you're playing as a repair woman just going through a nice you know casual heart heartfelt story about her traveling the world and just repairing items for people so you're going back and uh repairing like uh like analog devices and like or like um a projector or, or an old-timey rotary clock and stuff like that and it's the gameplay is very simple it's basically you tapping on the screen, you know, 
drawing on the screen to like unscrew the screws and then you know put these pieces back together it's got that very tactile feel to it and it's it's very simple you know the story's very very light very jovial mm. light-hearted stuff like that it's it's not going to move you like say maybe monument monument valley did but it's it's a nice saccharine you know one one and a half hour experience i enjoyed it yeah. um and it's well suited to uh the platform it's, it's, a, it's a perfect apple arcade game it's like maybe a lot of people wouldn't want to pay you know a premium price for it or they don't deem it as premium um and it is a very quite a departure from the monument valley games you wouldn't be able to mm. say oh that's definitely from us two games it's it's yeah. very different in that sense so this is a perfect platform for people to like oh yeah pay the five pound a month subscription you know play this within a few hours enjoy it uh, maybe suggest it to other people if it ever launches on just the normal app store just for people to buy then yeah um, put more eyes on it but that was nice especially how nice. it's so, runtime. Mm. <laughs> that was very nice. <laughs> so that means that you're you're paying for Apple Arcade now as well. Yes. Um my month subscription would have run out maybe a few weeks ago but mm. or maybe a month ago, I don't know. It, it's it's just such a non-brainer for me to keep paying for it because it's like I've played what seven eight games in the time that I've had it so Yeah. And really good experiences um like Tangle Tower which is the last wow. game I'm going to talk about, um, which is a detective mystery game. Okay. With, mm, let's say, loose point and click adventure mechanics tendencies. Um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean loose? Loose, as in you're not um, combining an inventory. Um, right. Well, you're not. Well, you are sort of getting an inventory, but you're not combining items and dragging and dropping things and like, oh, will this work? Will that work? Do I put the hamster in the microwave? That kind of stuff. Um, you're basically going through this um, tower on this island, and the tower belongs to two two separate families who have kind of like um, loosely uh, connected via relationships as in marriages and stuff like that mm -hmm. and um, there's been a murder of one of the family members and the whole shtick is to figure out who did it um, so it's basically a whodunit mi murder mystery yeah um, where this differs is that basically it's it's very it's very narrative heavy it's very like dialogue heavy um, you're not exactly choosing uh, dialogue trees but you're collecting you, you, you're just looking amongst the environment um, you know tapping on things so and noticing points of interest and then when you get these points of interest um, it sort of goes into like this inventory it's like oh, oh this vase that we saw this is very particular we'll ask all these different family members about this particular vase, see if they right. um, have any more information uh, that we can garner that would give us, you know, a clue. And so you're so you're basically going through the game asking all these different characters, oh, do you know about this? Do you know about that? Do you, what do you think about this other family member? What do you think about that other family mm. member? So it's a lot of the family dynamics and building a family tree and how they're all related to each other, what their relationships are, if they're 
you know, some some people are antagonistic to one another, or some people are having a secret affair and stuff like that. And it's mm. that's where the uh, game is interesting, like the dynamics of this family, and the puzzle part comes where the puzzle part comes into it is you're basically asking all these different family members about these points of interest, and then when they're all given their alibi, it's like I didn't I didn't commit this murder, and it's like oh, but hold on. What about this? The, 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 these, you know, a, a property, your property was in this room at this time. It doesn't exactly match up with your story. And then the game will prompt you to go question that person um, based on a suspicion. And then the puzzle part comes into it. It's like, okay, what question do you want to ask this person? It gives you right. all these different options. And it has to say, you drag one of the options. It's like, oh, this person, Penny Pointer... And then you have to drag like a verb, and then another noun, and then oh, nice. and stuff okay. like that. So, so that's you were like constructing the sentence yeah, as well. You're yeah. constructing the interrogation basically. So mm. that's where the puzzle comes into it. And the voice acting stellar um, because it's all animated and it's all um, uh, voice acted, nice. and that's really good. And you can just let it play. And it's like sometimes it's like you're just watching like a mm. TV show more or less, rather than actually playing a game. But um, it does keep it keep you interested in actually playing it by, you know, constructing those uh, interrogation questions or just doing, you know, a random match-free... Well, not match-free, but, like, you know, random actual puzzles, you know, like uh, Professor Layton style, like, oh, you need to, uh, you know, match this picture to that or you have to guess the route to the, you know, all those... Fun little puzzles, like any puzzle game has. Mm. Um, in terms of... The, the thing with these games is, like, they live and die mostly by their conclusion. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but I think a lot of the game, you're trying, you're trying to question these characters and debunk your own theories. And that's what um, eventually happens, like... Okay, we've ruled out this character for this reason. Ruled out right. how they're involved for this reason, and then by the end of the, I thought it was going to build up to a really interesting conclusion. It's like, oh, I've connected the dots. Maybe I I can figure out what's happening, who did it, their motive. But in the end, it just comes from completely left turn. It's like it was that character, and it's like, but why? And the. <laughs> <laughs> nothing that I did for the it's, it's about a four or five hour game nothing I did for the previous three hours or so would lead to this conclusion really? yeah and then okay. like in any probably bad um, mystery show or detective show you have like at the very end there's like a 15 minute exposition dump where the culprit is like I did it because of this reason and it still doesn't make sense. It's still, it's like, why did you kill this person? It's like, I don't know. I still don't know their motive. And it's like, <laughs> even though it's they spent like the last fifteen minutes of the game just, you know, going going through why the culprit felt this way, it still doesn't mean why you'd kill this person. It, yeah. it, it seems to very much unravel in the last half an hour of the game, which okay. is a shame. They they couldn't stick the landing, but. 
up until that point it was it's enjoyable it's a nice experience i mean i hope i haven't put anybody off by saying yeah that they flubbed the landing but um it's worth experiencing just for the like the dialogue it, it, it's quite it's quite um humorous and it? it's got like you know satirical humor in it so you do laugh now and then and um the art's great the acting's great dialogue is written really well it's just man why couldn't you just land the ending and it would have been a very good game it is it's, it's it's such a shame but it is it's nice to see these kind of games exist and unlike mm. on apple arcade where i played it for free so i don't have to be angry that they really <laughs> messed up the ending but yeah it's i enjoyed it yeah so it's a does good it... game mm. I, I was, uh, I've sort of got two points. I suppose the mm-hmm. first is that with it being on Apple Arcade, mm-hmm. you kind of, even if you're going into this and, and, and listeners have Apple Arcade and they download this, going into it knowing that maybe the end isn't sort of what you wanted mm-hmm. and, and didn't quite work for you, but the journey to get to that point was still kind of enjoyable. Yeah, it's super worth it, yeah, the journey. It, it's yeah. still worth having, just experiencing it, even if you only play it for an hour or something, mm-hmm. just to just to see whether you like yeah. that style of game, um, that sort of thing. And the other side, because I know you were talking about kind of the way that you, um, you know, talk to different characters and it's about more the relationships between the sort of the people mm-hmm. with this extra kind of, um, you know, detective sort of element to it. Is it slightly more like Columbo or slightly more <laughs> diagnosis murder? Oh, like, geez. where are we? You know, is, does, does, is, does the detective just play the fucking oboe or whatever it is Dick Van Dyke plays? Or <laughs> what? <laughs> I was Van following Dyke, you there for a second, murder. but then I'm He's just like, what are you asking me? Bassoon or something like so, that. So, are you saying how involves other protagonists? Well, there's like, two main. Kind of, mm. The way the way that I've kind of uh, that I pictured it in my head <laughs> is it's a bit more like an 80s or 90s serialized mm-hmm. kind of drama where uh, it's okay. you know someone mm-hmm. does someone kills someone for like the the most petty of reasons, mm-hmm. but it's actually like the brother's mate. Mm-hmm. But the brother paid the person to do it because <laughs> the other person hit their dog and then threw him over a hedge or something. Something absolutely absurd yeah. because, you know, there's thousands of these TV programs mm-hmm. and all of them have to have slightly different plot lines in each kind of episode. Like, yeah. um, you know, it, it almost, when you first <laughs> described it, it almost seems a bit more like, it's more Scooby-Doo. Uh, like Spanish Spanish novella kind of <laughs> quality to it, yeah. but I can't, it's not quite that. But yeah, I guess, and then yeah, when you said about the that. end and the exposition at the end, yeah. I'm then thinking Scooby-Doo. I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, he done it, and then he goes, oh, those that this damn detective, and then he tells you why he, yeah. why he did it, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, where, where does it kind of fall as a um, as an equivalent to say like a TV show that mm. people might be a bit more kind of familiar with. I think um, Spanish novella was pretty good because it's <laughs> like it is just a, like a, like a lot of family drama and um, yeah. When you do reach a certain point of the story, it's broken up into chapters for some reason. It's like oh, chapter three, the uh, the whatever <laughs> you know, chapter three. <laughs> The murder, chapter three, the the the, the um, conviction or something like that. So it's mm. 
Yeah, I, I like the Spanish novella. Uh, kind of, it's it's not as campy, okay, <laughs> or dramatic. It has got like a light, light-hearted tone to it. Um, it's just different in the way that, you know, like a traditional point-and-click would deal with a mystery. Like I don't know, Broken Sword or. Uh, yeah. As recently as like Thimbleweed Park or something like that, it's, it's it, it very much takes a lot of the action out of the player, and they're just mm. there for the story to see what was written by the developers, and uh, like ninety nine percent of that game is very well well written, um, just falls to pieces at the end. But um, it it's it's one of those. It's what I can relate it to is like Firewatch. It's like oh yeah. Which I definitely recommend for people. I mm. thought the ending was absolute garbage in Firewatch, but it's that feeling of suspense leading up to that, and the whole dynamic between um, Henry and what's her name? Gosh, it was on the tip of my tongue. Three with a C. Probably not. I know it's Sissy Jones who uh, who voices. Mm. Is it beginning for D? Diana. Delilah. Delilah, that's the one. Yes. Yes, Henry and Delilah. Um What's funny is that Sissy Jones had a <laughs> had a credit on uh, Assemble with Care. And it was literally two words that she said. <laughs> and <laughs> I was brilliant. like, Okay, you've got a credit on that game. Fair enough. <laughs> um so that was interesting. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's very much I loved Firewatch, um, 99% of Firewatch mm. uh, until like even the ending in Firewatch but then the explanation as to what happened because I was like what the hell happened there I don't understand and I was like looking on forums it's like oh is that actually what the, the developers intended as the ending it's like oh crap that's that's bad but um yeah it, it's very much worth that worth the journey so I, I still nice. do recommend Good. it okay. Mm. Tangle Tower. It's on Steam as well. iOS and Oh, okay. Steam. I did just have a quick look if it was on yeah. the um on the on, on the Play Switch. Store, but it's not. Mm. And I suppose with it being an Apple Arcade game, yeah. it has some kind of mm-hmm. maybe exclusivity, whether timed or uh, or otherwise, to the to the mobile space, I guess, mm-hmm. rather than kind of any other uh, platform, mm-hmm. really. Um, it's an interesting kind of take. For you know, for Apple Arcade to do, you know, making it so that it's not a, not a sort of a, a true exclusive in the sense that you can't get it anywhere no, else, yeah. uh, but it's exclusive to a certain space, a certain platform. Yeah, just mobile. Um, yeah, and and they're they they really seem like they're gearing Apple Arcade up to be a like a selling point for their mobile devices. You know, if you if you're looking at picking up a new phone Mm -hmm. um, or iPad or pat, you know, um, iPad or something like that or some kind of tablet, with the with Apple Arcade and the amount of games there are and the quality of the games there Mm -hmm. are, if you are someone who you know commutes a lot, uh, wants that that doesn't have say like a Switch or something, you know, Apple Arcade is definitely something that that you know would would sway me a little bit towards the towards an iPhone rather than rather than something else. I mean, they got me to buy a new iPad, and I don't use the one that I had before. <laughs> I mean, so it's, you know what the 
worst thing is, not the fact that I bought a new iPad, the fact that when they announced a new one and it was for hundred pounds, I was like, oh damn, that's cheap. That's <laughs> they Apple have trained us to think that three hundred pound for an iPad yep. is cheap, and yep. that's what annoys me. <laughs> Not the fact that I bought it. The fact that they I was just like, stacked their prices year yeah. on year on year, and then when he's back down here, you're like, yeah. I'll, I'll, time to jump yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it costs as much as a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> but you know what? Nintendo Switch doesn't even have a browser, so it's fine. That's true. I mean, at I, least Apple, um, I can I, search the web. <laughs> I um, I have just got a new mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. I, I as part of my mortgage agreement because of the way that O2 uh, sell their phones, um, I'm actually um, in a, a credit agreement, but a loan style one. So it counted against um, like the money or um, against against credit that I had for my mortgage. Mm-hmm. So as part of getting the amount that we 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 did, I had to pay off my phone. Mm-hmm. So I've been saving a little bit of money to to be able to buy the phone out and just out of the blue very fortuitously i get a phone call from um one of o2's business partners who do Mm -hmm. business contracts for phones so i've now entered into a business contract because i can put the entire thing against my um against my books every year makes perfect sense because Mm -hmm. my phone is used 90 percent of the time for work apart from a few games and messaging Mm -hmm. friends um so i considered a, f- a phone but uh, considered a phone sorry considered an <laughs> iPhone yeah. but the um, the company are only allowed to or I say allowed it's their policy they've decided mm-hmm. they will only sell you phones that are n- no older than 12 months okay. so I asked for the um, I asked for the comparisons I think for the pixel 3 and then for not the new iPhone the one before that. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't do those models because they're more than a year old. So they would only do the new iPhone, which was like, I don't know, twice, almost yeah, twice the price that I was going to pay for the, 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 for the Pixel 3a, which is what I've, uh, what I've gone in for. Um, and whilst I did have sort of Apple, and the, the reason I asked was because of Apple Arcade, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Um, thinking, you know, okay, Lucy gets, gets quite a lot out of this from the, the conversations we've had. Uh, it seems like it's worth it, but by the time that's added on top of the extra twenty odd twenty five pound I'd be paying for just oh, the phone for the same kind of contract, it yeah. did it did put me off. But have had they have turned around and said, actually, yeah, you can get an equivalent phone. It's only five pound more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, it's in the Apple ecosystem, and I've got nothing that's in the Apple ecosystem. Um, not that that would would bother me at all, but it, it's it's having again said about expectations about beer, expectations about games. You have an expectation sometimes about pricing for certain things, mm-hmm. and everyone knows that Apple are sort of premium quality products at that higher bar, that higher yeah. price. So yeah, to come in with like a three hundred pound tablet, it, it just seems like it would cause everyone to go absolutely insane yeah. who are in the market for for something like that and I don't know whether then you know they're having some kind of control over the the pricing of the market so then mm-hmm. Samsung's new tablet or whoever need to think oh, maybe we need to drop the price on these mm-hmm. a little bit to then compete with an yeah. equivalent 
product from Apple um, because the, the 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 speed at which these sort of consumer electronics go down in price and lose their value is absolutely insane. It's you like know. cars, it's, it's almost as bad as cars. <laughs> almost, yeah. I mean, you, you you can see deals now, um, and and Kim's on EE, mm-hmm. and every time we've been into the shop in the last sort of two or three weeks with one phone, you can get a switch, like. You just as long as you're paying over thirty pound a month for two years, you get a switch or a TV. Yeah, and it's like that's insane to get you know to get a phone and then just get like a TV with it. <laughs> okay, you're probably paying a little bit more for that and paying off you know two pounds a month over the over the two years. So actually, your switch will cost you like fifty quid or something like that. But still. Like there's some absolutely insane yeah. deals out there, like PS4 Pros as well. Just things seem to be like just just throw away. <laughs> I know we've had this conversation before about electronics and how quickly things go out of fashion and they just discarded mm. for the next sort of iteration of something. Yeah. But it just it just seems like the height of consumerism, really, doesn't it? Like yeah. buy a new phone, get a fucking game console with it. <laughs> Yeah, and we're nearing Black Friday, so yeah, it's it's it's. The, the thing is, is that I've got to that place where it's like, you know what? I'll buy a top quality thing like once every five to ten years, and that's mm. it. Because these things are made to last. I'm still rocking my iPhone six plus, and it's like, yeah. I want this for at least another two years. I was considering uh, getting a pho- new phone along with the iPad, uh, and I was like, you know what? Actually, I don't. I even bought the case, and then I was like. Actually, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I don't use my phone anyway. Like I, I, I try to use my phone less and less because it's the devil, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and it connects me to the world, and the world's a scary place, and I'd rather just Absolutely. be in my own bunker. Um, although, <laughs> what I like the look of that Motorola Razor phone. That looks really nice. Ooh, the new flip phone. Yeah, <laughs> it's mm. like I had one of those back in the day. And it's like, this just looks so pretty. I mean, it looked pretty can... back then, and it's like, when I got yeah. one, I was like, <laughs> flipping it, like, hey. And it's like... <laughs> Get the new Razor phone, yeah. walk the streets of Birmingham, and relive <laughs> your youth. Yeah. It's just so pretty. I'd love one. <laughs> but um, Get yeah. instantly robbed. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I, I'm too much in the Apple ecosystem, which is a goddamn shame, mm. but you know. Oh, I mean, I went into the Apple ecosystem for like, you know, whole computer for about it was a good, good few years. Yeah, and that was awful. Shaking out of that, it was like it's like being imprisoned. Um, mm. When you go back to PC, but oh god, <laughs> I don't know why. It's just life decisions, man. They're just you they make you make bad ones. You make bad ones yeah, now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Occasionally, yeah. 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 I mean, my Mac is using to use this for podcast recording, so it mm-hmm. gets gets dusted off once a week, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> my time well, machine's still saying for, I haven't backed up you... for over a thousand days. And <laughs> <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> when you've got like you've the, the, a phone, a mm. tablet, obviously then um, various consoles to be able to play on, mm. you know, without having to then um, to 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 work. 
you know, what do you kind of need laptops and home computers for these yeah. days? Unless you're doing some kind of memory intensive um, sort of programs, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like Photoshop yeah. or whether you're editing videos and, and things like that. I do you know? not need a Mac. Yeah. yeah, and I obviously not use not. mine for AutoCAD and drawing yeah. packages and things. So I need a, I need a, a, a pretty beefy PC to be able to keep yeah. up with that and kind of run everything I need to in realistic kind of time frames for me to be able to get work done and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I could see myself if I didn't um if I didn't work for myself and I was in an office working for someone else and they had all of the you know mm -hmm. the PC and all of the gear and stuff, I could very easily see myself dropping uh, you know having a PC. Yeah. And getting something, you know, spending that on a, a little bit more uh, for a, for an iPhone mm. or a, or a tablet or something like that, something yeah. a little bit kind of more portable, a little bit more easy. Yeah, uh, my Surface is not, still you know yeah. serving me well. It's like, and that's ostensibly a tablet, so, and I use it as my main, my hub, so mm. treat me well. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd miss out on a few games. You know when they um, when they sort of come out, but they you know something like Return of the Obra Dinn came to consoles yeah, this year. Yeah, so yeah you I mean, might not have played it last year, but you you still get to experience something like that. I've, so. I've not had any issues trying to run the games that I've wanted to run. I know the limitations of it. I'm not going to run Gears of War Five on it. Um, but yeah, I think everything comes to everything now that nowadays. Yeah, you never have a big AAA game that comes to PC only. Ever now, so. yeah. <laughs> so it's like the smaller experiences; they run mostly fine on there. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Unless it's a like a VR title, but then you've already got to be within that ecosystem mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. To yeah. to to be able to sort of um, you know experience that the new Valve, uh, the new Half Life game, I would imagine is only coming to their VR platform. No, I, th I think it's, it's coming come to, to PSVR. Oh, it may not. I do. I think it might maybe in the future because I don't think mm. they've. Uh, I think it's on, only on PC at first, but it's yeah. not just on on the indexed or or the Vive or whatever. I think it might, it might be coming to Oculus or something. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that's what I heard. Okay. So I I, I bet it'll be on, just like in the orange box and stuff like that. It came to Xbox like the first Half Life Two. Was it? I don't. Know, I can't remember. But um. Yeah, that'll come to PlayStation, I imagine. Maybe a year or so after. Yeah. Mm. Just when like PS5 has been released or something. Mm. It'll be one of the first maybe VR titles yeah. that comes along for say the for the new consoles because it does look does look really good. I Graphically looks looks really nice. The trailer. I'm not a Half-Life person, so didn't have my didn't tickle my pickle. Mm. Mm. That's fair enough. Not every game can. Yeah, plus it's VR, so that's just... You can do it again, <laughs> <Yeah. exactly. laughs> I'm glad it right. exists for those people who want it to exist. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know Adel, um, did he didn't get to play that, but he did get to try out... Or did he? What did he play the other day? He played something. He was talking about VR <laughs> like two days ago. I don't remember what that was. Mm. He'll tell us when he's on next week or at some point um, I'm going to open up another beer because I finished um, Dancing in the Moonlight I realised I didn't actually say anything about this beer apart from its title it does have flavour text which would have made sense when yeah. we were talking about gonna... previous collaborations as well <laughs> so 
So it was, was eight point two percent. Because I was going to interrupt and say, did he mention the strength? And it was like maybe I just wasn't listening, and it was just like <laughs> maybe not. None of us. So it was eight. Yeah, eight point two percent. It says in two thousand seventeen we moved it, moved it with our brethren at Wyland Brewery. The beer was the beer was celebration of hops. Mm. 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 Maybe the a beer celebration. was celebration of hops, yeah, and a middle finger salute to clickbait articles about hops giving you moobs. Last year we brewed the follow-up, moving on up. As the nitro room, we wanted to bring back the taste of sunshine in a can. This year we're dancing in the moob light. Uh, does it tell me what's in this? Yeah, the hops are Vic Secret, Enigma, Ella, Topaz, and Citra. It was twenty IBUs, eight EBCs, and the OG was one point zero eight seven five. So it gives you a nice bit of information on the um, on the beer itself, as well as why they've done it. So that was Dancing in the Moonlight. But now, and I picked a, a much lower percentage beer for my second one, because it is an Afro Gatto coffee stout. Ooh. Ooh. And it's I Can't Get No Sleep uh, from Heist, and it's 5%. And it's got some... Uh, some very nice can art on it. Very, very simple. Just an image. Some windows. Lovely chandelier in it. So, I think one of the best beers I've had this year so far has been from Heist. Um, the collaboration they did with Emperors. What was that? The one I put on my wall. Something, something dark side. The, the um, chocolate stout. So, uh, I saw this one and uh, an Afogato coffee stout from um, mm. Pressure Drop as well, mm. almost next to each other on the shelf. Uh, and having had that previous collaboration beer from from these guys, made me pick this one up over a Pressure Drop beer, mm-hmm. which oh, is almost unheard of yeah. for picking anything over Pressure Drop, really, for anyone ever. <laughs> I will, before I taste this or do anything, mm-hmm. I will re- see what's on the can to actually read it out. What was it? It's 5%. So, uh, the malt is Maris Otter, low-colour cal- low chocolate, chocolate, special B, low-colour cara, roast barley. The mm-hmm. hops are Magnum and Bittering. It was a Bittering hop. Sorry, not Bittering, the hop. Uh, yeast, <laughs> SO4. And it's also got cold-pressed Peruvian coffo- coffee. Fucking hell, my room is going out the window. <laughs> Kofifi. Um, and Madagascan vanilla. So, yeah. There we go. Madagascan vanilla. I bet that's going to taste nice. Mm, it already, I did have a little sniff. A little sniff. It smells lovely. Yeah. I need to, Obviously. like... Obviously. I need to, it's like, stout. just... Uh, it's, it's, oh, it's, gosh, that's what I meant to do. Uh, there was somewhere that was... Uh, in Birmingham, I think Siren are mm. releasing the new Caribbean chocolate cake stouts or something. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, and um, I think they've got three different ones this year mm, as well, haven't they? Yes, I, well, I think they did last year as well. But I think they've kept that up and they've got a few, a few different ones all releasing at the same time, yes. all around the 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 Caribbean. Um, chocolate cake. Chocolates, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, yeah, I was going to go to that. I need to reply to that person and say sorry. Not making it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm such a bad person. Anyway, when is that? When is it? When is it released? Think, when is it I launched? I think they're releasing them. I think it's today. Oh, oh, Ooh. I'm pretty sure. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, oh, Thursday. Sorry, Thursday. Oh. Mate, it's confusing with us recording on a new day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows what day it is? Don't know what yeah, month but again, it is. one of the one of the joys of us moving to a Tuesday <laughs> is that every beer release or tap takeover always seems to be on a Thursday. Mm. Yeah. So we, you know, either it was just two of us because someone was out doing something on a Thursday, mm-hmm. or we all missed out on something that was going on. Now yeah. we can just drink beer all the time. Yeah. Start early. No one can tell week. us not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a Caribbean white chocolate cake, a Death by Caribbean chocolate cake, barrel-aged Caribbean chocolate cake, and that's it. And those yeah. are... I mean, I don't actually like chocolate cake, but um, <laughs> in stout form, it's fine. Mm. I don't really yeah. like... I'm not a massive fan of chocolate, chocolate, really. I don't drink coffee, but in beer form, it makes everything different. <laughs> just add, just add a, a few hops and you're done. I'll have anything. Fuck <laughs> yeah, it. Pretty much. <laughs> and people at work is like, oh, you have coffee and beer. It's like, yeah, mate, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> you just have a, you carry on drinking your latte, peasant. Mm, I'm all about. I tell you, I'm all about white chocolate. Absolutely, white I good. love white chocolate. So mm. that that white Caribbean chocolate. Mm. That, that's one the one sounds... that caught my eye, yeah. Mm. I, I had a Costa. I only ever go to Costa because I was working, like, it was outside the building. But, um, had a, what was it? It was hazelnut praline hot chocolate. I just mm. wanted to try it because I was like, this, this looks like it t- could taste nice. It did taste nice. But holy hell, I thought I was going to go into a diabetic coma whilst drinking it, because it was that sweet. I was like, how do people drink this? <laughs> it's incredible. It was just like liquid sugar. Mm. It's probably like 9,000 calories in it. Yeah, so is it covered in cream as well? <laughs> yeah, like, she was like, do you yeah. want cream? I'm like, yeah, why not? And they, they did, they, <laughs> they did uh, sprinkle like, well, like shave like. Praline and was it was it yeah praline on top of it and like hazelnut on top of it and I was like yeah <laughs> it was it was good but oof. just sit like I'm not going back to work after this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man so much sugar so sweet well you'll be pleased to know that mm-hmm. I am getting a lot of sweetness from oh, this okay um. It's it's uh, it's a bit of an odd combination of flavours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit colder, perhaps, um, than than I like it. It's quite a thin mouthfeel to it as well. Whilst it's got, it did have a a slightly larger uh, brown head than than it has now, but it's it's lacing quite well to the glass. Mm-hmm. So and obviously it's as as, as thick and as black as it uh, as a stout could be but it is quite thin mm-hmm. when you're when you're supping it back and you sort of don't get a huge amount when you first drink it and everything kind of creeps in quite slowly so 
the the slightly iced kind of coffee sits sort of towards the back of your mouth and kind of almost creeps forward a little bit and then suddenly the the vanilla and the sweetness from the vanilla just comes along just as that coffee doesn't start to fade but just as you realize that the coffee is there mm-hmm. and you experience it then the vanilla kind of kicks in so it it works quite well in its in in how it sort of presents itself to you but i'm not quite sure that the 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 vanilla quite goes with the with the coffee because it's quite a mm, how to describe this kind of this this coffee it's quite a, a quite a, a heavy sort okay. of coffee to it it's a little a little bitter i know you say it's mm. sweet but yeah i think that's the i think coffee. that's the the the, the 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 two kind of clashing things mm-hmm. the coffee is a little bit too bitter <laughs> for then that vanilla and that sweetness to sort of come against it and rather than them sort of flowing the the the, the coffee flows in and then suddenly it's just like bam here's this vanilla yeah. and a little bit of sweetness and they're they just two opposite work to, together yeah. they just yeah they just exactly yeah they but, just clash and it kind of leaves just a a bit too quickly as well so you get this 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 sudden like battle Mm-hmm. And then it's gone, yeah. and you're left with just, just a that smack lingering. The <laughs> it, it is, yeah, but it, you, you're kind of left with this lingering bitter, slight coffee aftertaste, and it, it, it feels a little bit like when you when you sip a coffee that's you know it's not co- it's not quite cold, but it's mm-hmm. on the cusp of it just sort of turning, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just a little bit too cold for you to you know it affects the flavor just that little bit yeah. that you then don't kind of want to drink it and i think this is kind of on that cusp as well yeah that actually maybe if this was a little warmer yeah. it might present itself slightly differently okay um than than this and it's been a it, you know it has been a, a cold day um and this has been sat in the in the garage which is probably i mean it's probably three degrees in here yeah all day it's cool um Bit, a bit closer in my vicinity because I've got my heater next to me, but the beer was like over there. Yeah. So it's it's not been, um, you know, it does say drink fresh store below five degrees. So okay. it, it's it is that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so just a bit disjointed. Doesn't flow yeah. as nicely as you want it to. A little bit. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Unlike. The game that I've been playing, Lucy. Hmm, not sure about That's that. That's a good in. Not sure about that. It's a bit disjointed. It is a little bit disjointed, <laughs> but not as much as not as much as I thought it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been playing Control. As have uh, I. I. I played pe- for about another half an hour today. Nice. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm probably about two, pro- less than three hours in, I think, at this point. Right. I think I'm probably, I'd say, eight to ten hours in. Somewhere around that kind Mm. of time. Um, And yes, I can see where in the first couple of hours it does seem a little bit kind of disjointed. Um, for, for, For people who haven't seen Control before, 
Uh, it's a third-person action game, but in a in a in a slightly more uh, Metroidvania sort of style, uh, but also a bit more reminiscent of stuff like Psyops and mm. um, and, and games like that, but with then the remedy formula of like storytelling and splicing in um, like recorded footage over the top of like gameplay or interspersing it kind of within it. Um, and I think in the first few hours, um, and I, I know the, the guy who played Max Payne is the director, is, is uh, Trench. Mm-hmm. Um, I, keep, I keep wanting to call him Tench. Which is the guy from um, oh fuck, what's it called? The Netflix series about the two cops in the or the two FBI guys in the fifties. Oh, you're on your what's own. What's that uh, called? Oh, oh, but it's I'll, really fucking I'll, good. I'll, I'll Google it. What's your? It's like one of the best things. Mind Hunter. Okay. Mind Hunter. One of the best things I've watched this year. But so he's called. So the the, the one of the FBI agents that's called Tench. And the director, the ex-director in control, is called Trench. I'm getting confused when they. All and then pop there's up. the game but... Tenchu, <laughs> <laughs> which has nothing to do with control whatsoever. Uh, if they'd have managed to pull that in as well, that'd have been good. You could you just relate them all through. I'd love uh, to play like uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon with games. <laughs> 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 I expect you could do that really easily with yeah. just fucking almost Some, anything. Yeah, I'm sure there's been one visual effects artist that's probably worked on Tenshu who worked on Control or something. Yeah, more the yeah. air. <laughs> yeah. Dig into the credits. The, yeah. <laughs> they share they share something really obscure. Yeah. Like that the X button does something and it's exactly the same as what it did <laughs> in another game. Does that count? Mm, hmm. Don't know. Why not? So, Why not? <laughs> control um, itself. I'm really liking it. I am mm-hmm. enjoying it. Um, yes, slightly disjointed. Uh, it does have uh, a little bit um, of questionable kind of writing. The the, the quality of some of the interactions um, aren't great. Some of them are. I, I'm liking um, it so far. Yeah. Well, facial <laughs> like facial animation wise works really well. Um, the way that you have a relationship with the kind of the ex-director, I like how that mm-hmm. plays into it. Um, that that Jesse, uh, the character that you play, has these kind of almost like several supernatural kind of things yeah. sort of bombarding her. You know, like the entity that's that's sort of within her already, and then and then Trench, who kind of manifests in certain ways. Yeah. Um, then things like the objects of power and the altered <laughs> items, the different elements that you can kind of then um, interact with. I think it does well in presenting a um, quite a good, not not an excellent, but quite mm-hmm. a good sort of sci-fi story. Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I think this is um, probably where Sam Lake's writing comes into its own because um, I felt that well. Alan Wake was very Twin Peaksian, but I don't yeah. feel, feel it went all the way. Um, and you know, Quantum Break was still very much set in the confines of like 
you know, reality. It's like, oh, we're dealing with like quantum physics, and it's like this is meant to mm. be like grounded, but it just came off as a bit po-faced. Whereas this is, yeah, very much okay. They're just embracing the weird. It's like this is very okay. At the very start of the game, it's like I'm in this weird government building in New York, but it's like. As soon as she walks into that building, she's in a new world, basically. It might as well mm. be. So I feel that the writing in this, it, so far, I don't know if it'll you know, tank later, but it's it's better than Quantum Break and Alan Wake for me. I, I know a lot of people like Alan Wake and it's writing, but it was very... felt a bit like, campy, but also wanted to... It took itself too serious, even though it was yes, yes. quite campy. But... Um, yeah, this seems very much the setting for that yeah, kind of it, writing. And it, it does, it does absolutely uh, retain that quality mm-hmm. through the game in in certain parts. I think it's it's maybe just some of the sort of like the side interactions and some of the extra bits that you can do, which maybe aren't quite at the same quality mm-hmm. as the as sort of the main storyline and the main interactions that you have with with some of the characters. Uh, and the, the sort of the monologues that that trench kind of gives you and mm-hmm. things, um, I, I think with the the, the um, comparison of of Alan Wake being a bit twin peaksy, this is the, I mean it has me thinking of X Files all yeah. the time, yeah. and I'm playing Control and I'm enjoying it, and every time I do something, I just think I want an X Files game, I want an X Files game, oh, I really good. really really want an X Files yeah. game. I want something that is this oh, level of quality, <laughs> which is an X Files game, and I yeah. keep thinking, oh, if if there needs to be another studio which looks at doing things in that like telltale episodic yeah. kind of style, Give, don't but the has license. the X Files fucking license, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be, um, doesn't need to be uh, Mulder and Scully. It could be the newer duo from the latest series. Delving into different things. There's I know, mate. Yeah, duo, yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's a new, there's a new duo. Um, the only duo I know is Mulder and Scully. <laughs> I mean, they could take it back. They could make it much more, you know, make it a bit more um, video cassette sort of aesthetic. Make it a bit more nineties. Mm-hmm. Really lean into kind of young um, Fox and Dana, and just fucking really ramp that up. And every episode is like an episode of the X Files. And every time I hit something else in control, and I've got to read, you know, the rundown oh, on a, a file <laughs> that I've picked up, I'm like, no, I, I want a little bit of exposition here. Yeah. I'd much rather just a little bit more of a voiceover. Because any time I'm getting those and I'm seeing a video, things I, I will stop and I will watch them, but I'm not reading through the yeah. reports and the files. And they're not long. It would only yeah. take me 30 seconds to read through it. But I'm just not bothering. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I. I want someone to tell me something, whilst I can still move through the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a lot of what I find with Remedy's games. Like, they put a lot, a lot, a lot of story behind, like you know, emails, letters that you find in the world, all these mm. collectibles, and that's a big problem that I've always had with their games. It's like because there's so much interesting stuff in them as well. But it's like I don't want to stop every five seconds in a in a firefight to read this this oh, email. There's, there's so you know? many. There's so yeah. many pickups as well. I've I found that a massive problem with all of Remedy's games, and the, the unfortunate thing is is that 
so far I'm not seeing any drastic improvement mm. upon Quantum Break in this game. I'm enjoy I enjoyed Quantum Break. I think Quantum Break gets a bad rap. The story yeah. was like whatever. I think because a lot of the story is hidden in those text files and stuff like that. Um, but the 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 mechanics and the the way the game felt to play, it was fun and like getting new abilities and then upgrading the skill tree. I don't understand the skill mm. tree in this game. I think it's overly complicated. <laughs> Whereas with Quantum Break, it was very simple. Um, yeah. So it's like I don't see where they've improved, which is a shame. And like, mm. it's even worse when you think about how the game launched with all these technical issues. Because yeah. you've had some yourself, haven't you? So yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm still, <laughs> and I. I think it has been patched, but I'm still experiencing um, on a on a base PS4. Mm-hmm. Still experiencing slowdown uh, when you get say five or six enemies on screen. Yeah, and for um, a game that's not... like fast paced like this, that's not ideal. And mm. I, I actually, um, I, I had a little bit of lunch, and I, um, so I, I don't normally have a lunch break, mm-hmm. but I've been trying to be a little bit better and give myself a little bit more time, especially with being out all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and just blipping between meetings all day. I, I really wanted to sit down and just have a bit of a break today. Mm-hmm. And I thought, right. You deserve it. Thinking about control, <laughs> yeah. I'll play a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'll make some lunch. I'll bring it back into here mm-hmm. so I can play a little bit of, of control and I can get back to work. Yeah. And through remote play, it was just unplayable. Oh, wow. Absolutely <laughs> okay. unplayable. Yeah. Like, it just it stuttered. And then there was the slowdown on top of mm. the, trying to talk to the PlayStation. Yeah. And I ended up, I, I did go and then sit inside for a good 45 minutes, mm-hmm. ate my lunch, and played it on the PlayStation, which was a much nicer experience. Uh, and still had stuttering and things. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can you can play through it. You're going to play through it. You're not just going to pause it to wait for it to go away because yeah. it won't go away. Mm. It will just come back. I mean, almost every time you pause the game and unpause it, when you unpause it, it takes five or six seconds yeah. for it to render everything and realise where it is almost. You try mm. and pan the camera and it kind of judders a little bit or you try and move yeah. Jessie and she judders a little bit and then it kicks into the the, the the more fluid kind of experience, yeah. but everything else about this game, I'm enjoying. You yeah. know the, the the progression, the map design, uh, the the I, the, the I, sort of the more like metroidy the parts of map, it. Like I don't like the map design, but I like how mm. they've. It, it looks like a real building where you are looking at. Yeah. I'm looking. I, I'm looking less at the map because it. <laughs> this is how you know where they always say once you get like a new story mission, a prompt comes up to say toggle map um, using the direction button. Yes, it does, yeah. But it's like, I'm finding it easier to navigate by looking at the signs in the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I think that's a problem because every room looks the same. It has this like kind of brutalist architecture, kind of very cold stone wall building. And all these rooms look the same. It's not like um, in like a you know, a typical Metro game where it's like, oh, this is the green room, <laughs> this is the red yeah, room, yeah. this is the orange room. So that's... I, I, I'm just... I'm struggling with it. I'm struggling in this ge- with this game just because... Not of my own enjoyment, just how people have lauded it. It's like... 
Mm. I'm not seeing many improvements over Quantum Break. Like, currently, maybe it'll get better, but it's like, this game's been nominated for Game of the Year. Yeah. And what I've heard about some later bosses is that people really struggled against it. It's like there's difficulty spikes and stuff like that. And I'm just thinking of the last boss in Quantum Break, which was ridiculous. And if that occurs like several times in this game, everyone's talking about how a damn refrigerator just keeps killing them. And I'm just like, this doesn't... And if it runs worse... Like, I mean, this is the first time this generation that Remedy have had to develop for PS4, so it makes sense that that's the worst version. Mm -hmm. In fact, they didn't have to develop for PS3. I guess it's different architecture with the... You know, sell yeah, microprocessor. They didn't, processor. Do, they didn't even. They didn't do anything on PS3, did they? No. Um, so it stands to reason that yes, the PS4 version would be the worst because they haven't. They're not in that, you know, architecture and stuff like that. But um, and they did Quantum Break for, for Xbox, so they know, they know what they're doing there. But if it doesn't run well as well, fortunately, I haven't had any performance problems. But um, I'm playing on X. If Maybe I'll get to an area where there's more enemies on screen or something like that, where there's a lot going on. If it runs well, because Quantum Break ran well, you know, so it had this weird yeah. filmy grain all over everything, but it ran well at least. Oh, I, don't, I don't know, it's. I, I'm not even letting other people's, you know, um, opinions of the game, like, you know, take, take precedence over my enjoyment of it. I'm just. Thinking where where is the improvement over Quantum Break? Mm. I mean, I like how the big text pops up when you get into a new room. Yeah, the aesthetic's really cool, and I like yeah, how weird is it cool. is. But is that it? Is this just Quantum Break point five? And, and, <laughs> I mean, the uh, what I the best thing mm. about that. I mean, it, it is fun to play. Yeah, but the best thing about this game is its sound design. Yeah, that's the only thing that's keeping me... It's like that God of War, it's... like, when the shunk, when you get the axe back, when you're picking up, like, objects to f- fling at people. Yeah. That's a really cool sound. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And the sort of the ambient sounds around you as well. You know, it, I don't know um, it, it, whether it tracks with it, but it occasionally you know that there are enemies around because the, 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 the music will kick mm-hmm. in to tell you that there are enemies around. But you will kind of get this like bum 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 bum, almost like footsteps, and I don't know whether that are, whether they are footsteps or whether they are. It's just a beat hmm. that they've decided to put in at that point to make you feel a little bit more tense that something is like right next to you. Yeah. So just heighten your sense whilst you're kind of in combat, but it works. Yeah. Whatever whatever method that is, it definitely hmm. works. And I've got into fights where I've kind of. Um, you know, uh, I don't know whether you've experienced them yet, Lucy, but you get um, big red globes that kind of, um, well, they're, they're, I suppose they're spheres. You don't really hmm. see that they're globes when you're kind of looking towards them, but um, there's big kind of glowing red um, spheres that mm-hmm. like pop about the place. Okay. And they, uh, whilst they are about, they will always regenerate the enemy's health. Oh, yeah, no. So you kind of need to try and target them first. And I find that actually the combat is giving me a little bit of strategy to it because I know who I want to eliminate first, Mm -hmm. 
who I then kind of like, you know, eliminate those targets which are buffing people, then take down all of the fodder and the dross, like yeah. the lower enemies, and then concentrate on like a grenader or an explosive, like a demolitions kind of export, mm -hmm. or someone that's coming in. And I, I think things like the character design, the enemy design, it's is cool. done really well yeah. and it progresses really, yeah, and it's cool. It, it, it works nicely and progresses well. Mm -hmm. um, but it just has enough issues with the um you know with the with the pacing with the aesthetic mm -hmm. of the rooms themselves and the environments themselves uh, a little bit of the kind of like the side writing which doesn't quite meet up as mm -hmm. well that it kind of just brings it down a few notches yeah yeah like yeah it's enough things it's like death by a thousand cuts there's just enough little off things where it's like mm. Mm. But yeah, the, hmm. I, I I I know people have said it gets better when you start unlocking more abilities, which I think is pretty much where in the game you are at the moment. So um, I'm looking forward to get to that. I just hope it maintains um, like that feeling that you have right now all the way through to the end. How far away yeah. do you think you are? Of Oh, I don't know. It hasn't really. This is this is one of the things that it doesn't do. It doesn't mm. give you an indication that you're um, story-wise that you're progressing much. Mm. It's kind of like go here and talk to this person. Okay, mm -hmm. now I've spoken to this person. Oh, now I have to go and speak to this person. Okay, now I've spoken to that person. Now I have mm -hmm. to go and speak to this person. Okay, now I have to go and speak to this. And there is this uh, this this storyline riding in the background for the yeah. first few hours about your brother. And mm -hmm. you, you get to a point where you get some answers about that. Okay. And even then you're like, oh, now just go to this place. <laughs> okay, no, 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 like, no, maybe now just, just go to this for, place. You've got what you came for keep on helping Well, us. <laughs> almost, almost. Um, and there's, there's, you know, there's this this his storyline going mm. on through and it kind of relates back to, yeah. to certain things that have already been sort of discussed and stuff. So it ties up quite well. Yeah. But I just I do feel like I'm just being um, being bounced around the map. Like, hey, I know you've been here, mm -hmm. but you didn't quite go in this bit. So now go oh, in this bit. Okay. Well, and at least there's fast travel. There is, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm using fast travel a lot okay. to yeah. jump between, especially because they will throw in random timed events as well. Oh. So okay. you will get, I think they're called um, incursions, when suddenly an area that you've already cleared out mm -hmm. will be full of enemies again, and it will prompt you to go back and kill all of those enemies, mm -hmm. which you don't have to do, what do you get but you get a um, like some crafting material uh, to upgrade your weapon mm -hmm. or a mod to to to, to yeah. slot into your weapon and, and type things so I'm you can upgrade yourself. I'm gonna have to read yourself. like Polygon to see what the hell is going on with these mods and stuff like that because I they didn't explain it very well. They All don't explain it very well. No. Materials. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, it's it's very much a, uh, a, a and I definitely had the sense of just kind of going into the menu and being like, what is that? What am I <laughs> doing? What am I looking at? Oh, suddenly there's a new uh, the gun can take a, a new form. Do I upgrade it? Do I need to? No. Yeah, that was so hidden like ways. Like, how do you even? I was like, oh, I can make a new, I can make a shotgun now. It was like, I would have thought that's like, like you know, boom on the screen. Look, you have a shotgun now. It takes you into the menu here. It was just like, oh my god, I have a shotgun. Yep. Cool. Yep. And suddenly <laughs> you've got a, a a gun that can pierce through armor. Yeah. And, but 
it's one of those that I haven't even bothered upgrading to that mm-hmm. um, until I got to a boss, which I knew that it would work better against mm-hmm. after dying a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't bothered doing that because I just I've upgraded launch so much that it instantly yeah. takes their shield down and I just shoot them. Um, <laughs> and I think launch is, um, which is the first ability that you get. Uh, at the stage that I'm in, is throw things at them. Yeah, you throw they... items at or rip rip concrete out of the yeah. wall to throw at people. Uh, you'll find later on there are enemies that fire sort of um, grenades at you, mm. and you can upgrade it to then pick up the grenade or or, or stop a rocket midair and fire it oh, back nice. at, at okay. them and stuff. So I, I I have found though that launch at the point that I'm in is very overpowered. And oh, yeah, I've noticed I use, that. <laughs> I use that just in every encounter mm. much more than I use any of the other abilities. Yeah. Uh, more, Not more than I use my gun, but it's kind of like shoot, 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 right, I'm out of energy. Launch, 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 yeah. launch, right, I'm out of energy. Shoot, I, shoot, 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 shoot. I, yeah. I've, um, I haven't spent any ability points on like all the weapon things. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, where it like conserves your. You know, energy bar at the top, the white bar. Yeah. So I can only really do two launches, and that's it. So. So you can also get mods, which mm. will you know for the for your weapons or personal mods. So you get three yeah. by the time you've upgraded a certain amount. And I suppose that kind of tells me how far through the game I am because mm. I've upgraded as much as I can. Okay. Yeah. In terms of, I got three slots open for personal mods, mm-hmm. and. You can get some which will conserve energy, which will make launch cost a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So if you find that you're using certain things over others, you can tailor your build yeah. a little bit towards that as well. Uh, but absolutely, like my first points just went straight into launch <laughs> and and into um, into upping my life and my energy. Yeah, I didn't worry about upgrading the other abilities, even when I unlocked them. I didn't like, mm, upgrade yeah, them because cool I'm like, that you oh. can pick and choose. Yeah, I yeah. just wish it was uh, easier to understand. Yeah. But there you go. Well, I'll figure about, it out. It's like I figured out. If I can figure out God posting. of Wars or something, like yeah. upgrade, I can I can solve the meaning mm. of life. So yeah. We talk about signposting in the environments, but mm. then nothing else seems to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, we will tell people where to go, but don't uh, just just they'll explore everything else themselves. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a weird one. It's a weird. It one. is, it, and currently from the like the game of the uh, year kind of awards list, it's mm. the only game I've played. Oh, not played Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. No, no neither have I. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind if Smash won. It would just show what a despicable year it's been. <laughs> but it's it's we have had we have had good games. We have. I just don't think that we we've, we've not had any bangers. Sort of the, yeah, yeah, and I don't think the mid tier mm-hmm. and the sort of the indie tier are kind of getting the credit that yeah they deserve. Yeah, I really need to play Plague. I still think. I still think currently, mm-hmm. um, not to spoil our game of the year chat, but mm-hmm. I mean, currently, yeah, like, a Playtale yeah. Innocence and Observation are mm-hmm. still my, like, neck and neck oh. top games. Um, 
I'd like to I'd like to just go back in and play both of them a little bit more just to yeah, maybe so be a little bit more critical it. and yeah. kind of yeah just sort of be like oh okay this doesn't quite allow me to do this or mm-hmm. mm, yeah sure this is a little bit janky and you know in that sort of sense mm-hmm. uh, but there's still lots of other games that have come out this year which um are getting lots of kind of critical praise you know smaller experiences things mm-hmm. like heaven's vault which i haven't yeah. played yeah. um that needs like a you a cup of tea a blanket and like 15 hours of yeah. <laughs> intense reading and <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but that will be yeah. for some people that will be the best experience they will have oh, all yeah. year I, yeah. I really want to look at that Disco Elysium thing because yes, I've heard nothing yeah. but good things and the Outer Wilds and DMC5 and Mortal Kombat 11 and all the other games at least you play Resident Evil 2 best game of the year <laughs> all my, all my. I, th- I think my top three are like all spooky games. Mm. I mean, one's got like zombies, one's got ghosts, one's got some weird vampires. So, <laughs> <laughs> what are we? What a year! <laughs> I don't think we even need to do an end of the year uh, episode. Maybe we'll do a best games of the decade episode as well. I think we well. should. I think yeah. we should open think, it up. Mm, I think we should. Um, like what is the best RPG of the decade? We only get one each, no cheating. It's, it's Witcher three. Oh. Oh. Horizon Zero Dawn because that's probably one of the night, uh, probably less than ten I've played, probably less than five. <laughs> yeah. That other stick of truth. <laughs> Give it a stick oh, of truth. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been a long decade. It has. <laughs> Feels like it. Absolutely. Yeah. You've spanned. We it's have crazy, isn't to, it? Uh, console generations as well. Yeah, because when you think like The Last of Us seems like a million years ago, but then you think, oh, it was only six years ago. <sighs> was it? Yeah, 2013. <sighs> we, I know. Know. 2012? No, 2013. Was it really? Absolutely. <laughs> six oh, years dear. ago. Seems How like a PlayStation? Lifetime. When did the PlayStation Four release? 2013. Last of Us came out the July. PlayStation Four came out the November. Oh, so it's almost. So we've got next year. We've got an, a repeat of Last of Us Two coming out in spring, mm. and then the PlayStation releasing in November. Yeah, only took them five. seven years. Um. Well, <sighs> that's going to be it then for the rest of time. Just. <laughs> Just when, end it when there. You know that when there. the next Naughty Dog Last of Us game is being released, or not Uncharted game, <laughs> that it's then going to be a PlayStation release year. Yeah. Yeah. So just chart through exactly the same. Mm. And it's it's strange that we 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 still being kind of at the end of a console generation. You know, you you kind of have chats about best game of the year. We can then have chats about best game of the decade, but when the New console generation keys. You know, that's okay. So, what are the best games of this console? And we still got games to experience. Things like The Last of Us Two or Ghost Ooh, of Tsushima. Cyberpunk. You know, other games that are coming out for, you know, exclusively for this generation, mm-hmm. which don't come into best of the decade because of the way that they've released it and things. And it's just like, rah, there's too many. Best ofs. Yeah. So I think we're gonna have we are gonna have to condense our stuff down into like ten minutes. 
Oh yeah, it'll just be like best RPG go. No explanation. Go. Yeah, yeah. no Witcher, chat. At because all. when you're saying the best, like if you're saying Witcher three, I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna be like, yeah. oh no, it was Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm gonna be like that. It's like yeah, all those games will be very good. You know? Yes, but, but when when we get mm-hmm. to when when websites start releasing their best of the decades, yeah. and someone says oh it's The Witcher Three, and a website gave it to Skyrim, and then everyone's just yeah. gonna everyone's just gonna have a big fight. Because I was thinking, what is the best of RPG of the decade? And I thought it has, it is Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's not. I think we should say favorite. Yes, that's yes. a good idea. Yeah, yes. Instead Favourite. of best, because I would say that Skyrim is probably the best, just in terms of its longevity. I don't think Witcher will have that longevity. Just, the or maybe the most influential. Fucking everything. Yeah, most influential. And that game's never been given away for free. Because I was thinking, maybe I should play some Skyrim after E Shade, and I was like, it's never been free on anything because I keep <laughs> bloody well selling it. It's never been like a games with gold or anything like that. Mate, it's the last the last month for both <laughs> PlayStation Plus and Games with Gold for for the, this console generation. Skyrim should be the only game available no, for both because they're going to sell everywhere. it on Xbox Two and PS Five. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a launch title. It's going to be a launch title. <laughs> oh my god! I hope they come out. I hope Todd Howard comes out at E three next year and he's like Skyrim the. Definitive of the definitive edition. <laughs> is the out, complete edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's out on the new consoles coming oh, this fall. Hell. And people get that one was gonna be like, Wow! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> She's literally going to explode. <laughs> She's gonna oh, just mate. see confetti as she explodes. Thing is, like I I'd sit here and I'd just be like, mmm. <laughs> mm. I to be honest, it might be the only game we comes out, As soon as he comes out with his little Viking hat on and just plays a fucking song, I'm like, yep, I'm sold, yeah, I'll buy that. <laughs> it might be the only good launch title, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> might be the only launch title. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, just play Fortnite whilst you It'll be Fortnite yeah. and Skyrim. Maybe well, Minecraft. <laughs> supposedly, word on the old uh, grapevine is that the new Assassin's Creed game. Oh yeah, they'll be launched. <laughs> they the, the, the which is going to be a Viking um, set one. Yeah. I think it's. I, I, yeah. Probably. Uh, what have I read today? It's going to be called Ragnarok. Yeah, of course it is. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. Is is going to be a cross-gen title? Like yeah, yeah. Which yeah. and and they always they always launch in the in the autumn, don't they? Ubisoft so always first you know that everything. it's going to come out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair play to them. Mm. And then I think Watch Dogs Three, isn't it, or Legion or whatever yeah. it's called, the new Watch Dogs one. That's been pushed to a next generation game, oh, right, and I think okay. a cross a cross gen game as well. So that's interesting. Oh. You'll only be able to play Ubisoft games. <laughs> when these consoles launch, that'd be yeah. it. And Rise and um, <laughs> yeah. Rise, Rise HD Remaster. Y- you know what? Say what you will. I think the Xbox One had an actually decent launch lineup. Because I'm thinking, <laughs> what did PlayStation have? It had had that 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 Shadow game and Resogun and Killzone. Shadow game. 
Uh, made by Compulsion Games. What's it called? It was free. It was like the first PlayStation Plus game. Oh, is that when you're... No. What am I thinking? I'm thinking the one where you're a girl. Yeah. And then you can become the shadow. Yeah, that one. one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's It was made by the We Happy Few people. Yes. Can't remember what it's called. I like that game. But anyway, and I thought... It had a bad launch, because I never played Killzone. I have no desire to. Mm. But on Xbox, it had Rise, which was actually a good game. It was like the order levels of good. I like yeah. the order. That was a good game. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Just the internet mob just destroyed it. But um Uh had Dead Rising Free, which I love. Had Forza. And that was pretty much it, probably. <laughs> I thought yeah, it had a better lineup. Those three games. And then obviously the rest is history. But I suppose they were mm. bigger experiences, weren't they? Yeah, that's the what I'm trying to think. Watch. What was the killer Oh Sorry. How do I forget about Knack? Yeah. <laughs> ah! oh, sorry. I take back everything. PlayStation had the best launch out the gate. Oh, Mark Cerny, he's got his hands in all the pots, hasn't he? He makes the PlayStation 4 by hand himself. He then, he then develops a game by hand himself at exactly the same time to release. Oh, dear. As if they made Nat 2 and not The Order 2. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what are That's Ready it. at Dawn doing? They released some kind of little blob mm, style yeah, I think they multiplayer a fighting break after game, the, didn't they? After what are they the, doing? What are they I don't doing know. Now? I'd love a sequel because I watched something. I just saw a video on YouTube and it was like, "Why the Order needs a sequel?" And it was like, you know what? I'd love a sequel to that game. Yeah. It, it had such a great aesthetic. It looked so good. The, the story was actually interesting. Setting was good. Lore yeah, and everything. absolutely. Yeah, it was that there's, whole steampunk. There's a few things that they could expand upon. Um, you know, it, yeah. it kind of it almost lives in the same space as Gears of War, being that sort of third-person kind of cover shooter style mm. game. I, I'd like to stop um, you right there because you can't even compare the shooting. Because <laughs> I did not like the shooting in the order. Everything no, just and felt and, and weightless. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Oh. And that's yes, the thing. I think that's, that's like the that. problem that people mm. had with it. That it that it, it can be compared and it does live in the same space as something like Gears yeah. of War, but it just didn't feel as good. No. Uh, you know, even even with you know, it looks fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. the lighting is, is phenomenal, yeah. But as you say, like just didn't have any heft to mm. it, didn't have any feel to it. Yeah. So I think it just needs a few. It just does just needs a few improvements. Yeah, to, that to a solid foundation. It. And you'd yeah. think that someone's it takes a lot of money to make a new IP, just to yeah. leave it like just dead. I mean, I just it's just a sad state of affairs. The fact that the internet mob got got to that game because it was just a good seven out of ten game, just like Rise. Mm. You know, and yeah, I think absolutely. Rise, the whole Crytek thing, which should prevent it from, you know, seeing a comeback or something like that. But bring back the order. Yeah, I suppose that's the problem with Rise, isn't it? It would have to be built from the kind of like the ground up again. Uh, order has a, as you say, has a solid base to kind of to, to sort of build from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know PlayStation uh, or Sony have been 
kind of chatting about um, you know approaching studios and mm-hmm. and taking them on as as first party studios to not to well, I suppose in, in in a way to counter kind of Microsoft's uh, expansion mm-hmm. um, with them picking up as many sort of studios in the last sort of eighteen months as they have done. Uh, PlayStation only recently taking on um, Insomniac. I could I could see them going oh, yeah. and picking Insomniac, up Ready. At, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I could yeah. see them picking up Ready at Dawn as well. I would have thought mm. that actually before before Spider Man came out, I would have thought Ready at Dawn would have been mm-hmm. their kind of priority acquisition. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as soon as as soon as Spider Man came out, yeah, it you, was like it was you knew that yeah. Sony would. I just hope they don't become them. the Spider Man machine, man. Oh, because they do have two teams, but. I yeah. want to see new IP because that's what Insomniac are about. New IP. I don't want to just see them churning out Spider-Man games for from now to no. the rest of time with nothing else. That would break remember, my heart. I can't remember the name of the of it, but they're making like a battle royale game as well, Ugh, or a VR worse. game. I think their oh, second yeah, they've, team they've is made, working on a VR game. They've made a VR game before, didn't they? Do that mountain climbing one. Before oh, I don't know. I think they did. And they did that. Didn't they do that Song of the Deep as well? Was that Insomniac? I think it was. For like GameStop. So yeah, they do do smaller things, but it's like mm. just I love Sunset Overdrive. Well, it'd be nice Spyro. if you get a if you get another well <laughs> Ratchet and like if we cool. got yeah Ratchet and Clank like oh I, god I, I don't I, want I, seven I, of those either. <laughs> No, no, you IP. don't. But <laughs> yeah. I'd quite like a uh, a a a well-made, well-produced, five-hour Ratchet and Clank game, uh, which they could churn out in a couple of years, put it out, and then move on. <laughs> well, no, yes, they did. But another <laughs> that was a very one. good not, game. <laughs> not a remake of the mm. original, or a remake of the second game, but a new, a new, yeah, reimagining, yeah, like a, a new experience mm-hmm. something that's quite short something that's a little bit smaller but still has that level of quality still has mm-hmm. that polish to it and then something new and then a spider-man game you know so actually yeah. we get spider-man 2 or whatever they want to call it in like four or five years like don't we don't need you have spider-man already i would imagine that it's going to be able to be played on the new playstation you know without it needing some kind of um, you know, remaster or, or HD version or something. It'll be like Xbox have, have done this generation where you just download a texture pack and mm. it's already compatible with looking much better on the newer, better spec machine. Um, you know, and the load times are better and all this sort of stuff. You know, the, the things that they've shown off mm-hmm. uh, using Spider Man as kind of that, um, that test bed for faster load times and things like that. I, I just I wouldn't mind if they allowed them to improve on Spider Man. Just leave it a little bit. Don't need one in two I think, years. Don't I think it'll be years. about two maximum three years because they have the foundation. They have the swinging. Do you think? Do you think we get another year where you have a God of War exclusive start of the year and a Spider Man exclusive? end of the year type thing in the same uh, year no I think Spider-Man will come much quicker and then Ooh. God of War be see I think I think knows. the other way I think I think God of War will come because I don't think Santa Monica 
I don't think it is. Are going to do... I, I don't know. I, I think, think Santa Monica are already doing God of War stuff. They're, they are there. They know yeah, that but, they're but in, when the, you in the throes of it. think about it, God of War, they did that world. You're not going to go back to the same world. Spider-Man, mm. you're going to go back to Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. So, because in God of War, like, whichever realms you didn't open up... Um, you know, Jotunheim or like El- Elfenheim or whatever it is. It's like they're gonna have to make those again. Like, yeah. But the different realms that you didn't have. You just yeah, Ugh, don't envy them. Again, they did so well at um, at progression in um, the way that the the water receded mm, in yeah. kind of in the hub world. It's like that gimmick's like, being done. How, they can't do it again. Yeah, how, yeah. how can they try and do that again? Well, they, they can't and they probably shouldn't try and do that again. Mm-hmm. It needs to be something Different, else. Yeah. Mm, yeah. True. Yeah, it needs to be like a completely different hub world. That's in, mm. like, one of the different realms or something, and then you, that connects to the other ones. Who knows? That's a logistical nightmare that I'm glad I don't have to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'll just play it when it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, so, should we finish there this week? I think we should. I think we should. A good point to finish on the Order 1886. Everyone should play it good before game. the new consoles. Uh, game of the decade, The Quiet Man. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, currently like five pounds <laughs> on PlayStation Store. It, it came yeah. to PlayStation. Yes. Oh wow. Yep. About five quid, I think. Maybe six. Maybe put it six. on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it only so, came to PC. <laughs> and obviously, but we 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 ended our episode last week, didn't we, with your announcement <laughs> of the of the studio shutting. Yeah. But I think that wasn't uh, wasn't recorded mm. and put out with the episode was um, our discussion about how they've all been picked up by uh, Bethesda by, uh, which is good. as a new studio or at least uh, they might not have all been picked up but mm. the Bethesda opened up a new studio and offered everyone uh, a job yeah. essentially that's great. which for all of the shit we give Bethesda that's fantastic yeah. that's a really good thing to do not all of those people deserve to suffer for that absolutely that's true <laughs> yeah Everyone just instantly moves over, thinks, oh, I can keep my... You know, I really love this team that I work with. I'm going to move over to Bethesda. And then instantly just gets a a Twitter from someone just saying, you shill. You (laughs) fucking prick. The quiet man was real, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're going to make Skyrim. (laughs) If anyone's going to make the quiet man too, it's Bethesda. Uh, (laughs) Yes. That's the, that's they, the they, sequel they, I wanted to They see. smashed out Rage 2, didn't they? So, we, uh, I mean... The stranger things have happened. Yeah, Prey absolutely. came back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bring so, back the quiet, man. The <laughs> beers, no. The beers that I have drank. <laughs> is it Square um, Enix who owns the quiet man IP? Yes, it is. I it bet, is Square Enix, I bet yeah. they put that on the market for like £2. <laughs> oh, mate, well, they fucking let Hitman go, didn't they? So they can make the quiet man as soon as the next fucking shit comes along. They're like, oh, this one, this one. Yeah. We'll have that, thanks. Let let IO go and put out the quiet man. And there's Kingdom Hearts 3. Square Enix are not in a good way. 
<laughs> it's fine. Their their fortunes will be reversed. Yeah, with Final Fantasy VII, VII next year because every they, like... literally six billion people are going to buy I mean, that game. That is going to be the the mo- the best selling game next year. That fucking <laughs> yes, shadow probably. of a doubt. Everyone will buy that game. Yeah, that and Call of Duty. And whatever Ubisoft game comes out. Yeah, and the next Assassin's Creed. The Ghost Recon Wild Hearts 5. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the best. (laughs) Right, the beers I've drank. um, Heist Brewing Company's um, Affogato uh, Coffee Stout, which was called I Can't Get No Sleep. And the Northern Monk Wildem Collaboration Dancing in the Moobite. I think this week it goes to the uh, Northern Monk Wildem Collaboration because mm-hmm. it was enjoyable throughout the entire beer. It was a big beer. It gave me a lot. It had a nice start, a nice finish. It flowed very well. Mm-hmm. And again, it was 8.2. And like a lot of the higher percentage beers that we drink, you don't, it, it doesn't show through. No. You're not quite not getting that. You could easily think this was you know 6.5%, a little bit lower than it was um, the um, the beer from Heist whilst it was nice and it mm-hmm. did get better as mm-hmm. I drank it and again I don't know whether it's just because of the warmth um, but it did or it's just my palate kind of adjusting to it, yeah. it did get a little bit better as oh, I drank that's it good. and I think that it just it loses out because that first taste it just clashed so much between those two different flavours, those two different notes, trying to grab a little bit of space and sort of not quite... They didn't flow together, they didn't really work together. They kind of tried to sit on top of each other a little bit. Uh, But it does leave a lovely coffee aftertaste now, Mm -hmm. at least. Lovely coffee aftertaste with me that's a little bit sweetened. Um, Now, towards the... I'd say the final third of the can, they're Mm. actually flowing a little bit better and sitting together a little bit. That's good. Uh, but just just that start was just a little more harsh than yeah. I'd have liked. Uh, or for my for my tastes it's a little bit too a little bit too harsh. Um, but I still I I mean Heist I think currently are still getting my favourite beer from this yeah. year. Um, it's just not this one. What can you do? I mean that exactly. first beer did look Delicious. So and it was. Yeah, it was I mean, it looked, it looked hard to compete uh, with that right from the get-go. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. And I don't think I could have drank them the other way around either. Mm. Um, I think the the um, Affogato coffee stout just is quite a dominating flavour that anything I'd yeah. have had after it would have been so affected by it. Oh yeah, massively. Yeah. That uh, that I don't think I, I think I had them in the right order this week. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Even with that that percentage sure. difference. So, if you want to talk to us about the games you played, like the Quiet Man or the beers you drank, <laughs> <laughs> then you can do so in loads of different ways. At Tanked Up Cast on Twitter or Instagram, where I might actually look at it at some point. You can get me at Nova underscore 47 almost everywhere. Lucy, mm. how do people get hold of you? Get a hold of me at JuicyLuce9 on pretty much everywhere. Just let me know what beers I should be looking out for in the next few months. Tell me what your best stout is. I need a stout. Mm. I need a good stout. I haven't mm. had a good stout in months. So let me know. 
stout season as well, mate. There's got to be lots of good stouts rolling out at the moment, or at least on their way. You'd think. You'd think. But, Mm. I mean, I've had some good stouts where I just can't compare nowadays. Step up your game, breweries. <laughs> it's easy. Called out. It's easy. Instantly called yeah. out. <laughs> I could make a stout. Get, get, get a coffee, pour some beer in it. Done. Brilliant. Done. Mm, yeah. Easy, isn't it? Pour an IPA in a latte, and I'm done. <laughs> so, if you want to tell everyone at the Out of Lives Network about your beer combinations or what Lucy should be drinking, you can go to outoflives.net, uh, comment on any article you find there, it doesn't matter, we'll, we'll know we'll talk about beer with it with you wherever we like uh, but there's loads of stuff to look at over there, articles lots of other podcasts and things mm-hmm. so yeah, things, just articles and podcasts really yeah yeah, you can also go to YouTube and the Out of Lives YouTube page to look at our Beautiful faces and the beers that we drink every week. Uh, I think that's everything, isn't it? It's all the things, it's all the bits. Yeah. There's a dark Samus amiibo that I'm going to buy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, ciao. Well, after our conversation earlier, I was looking at the snake amiibo. Yeah, I'll show you the snake. snake. After looking at the nen, 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 not the nendroid. There he is, the snake. Nendroid. This is oh, a very good. Like, that is quite nice. It is a really nice amiibo, yeah. I mean, we definitely. I put all of mine away, packing for moving house. Mm. Everything off of my shelf is now uh, is now boxed. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely, uh, you know, we've been talking about the Tataku figures. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a quality to the amiibo. Oh yeah, massively. You don't quite get from other similarly priced figures. Mm. That's nice. Yeah, twelve ninety nine, I think. It's really mm. good. Yeah, it's a very nice figure. I want one. I think I don't know. I I kind of want. I kind of want like you know. Got silence. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's very nice. I kind of want silence pistol pointed forward snake. Mm, you know, okay. in 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 the fucking like with his with his knife underneath yeah. like the CQC kind of pose. That's what I want, Nintendo. Mm. Come on, Nintendo, please. Metal Gear Solid You'll put out a new snake. Smash Brothers in, like, four days' time. <laughs> Give us a new Snake Amiibo as well. Ooh, is it pre-order? Anyway, we should oh. end this. Yes, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> www.outoflives.net